Boom blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, what it do, baby? <laughs> kind of hype. I mean, to see a good win, 20-point win, a team you should blow out, even though it didn't really start out that way, it was weird game. I'll say that. We'll get to that in a bit. But Raptors do win 133 to 113 against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Remember the start of last season when Tristan Thompson said the East still goes through the Cavs? Remember that because it's the first year without LeBron, yeah. but they were Eastern Conference champs. And then I guess the, the East still goes through Toronto, then, doesn't it? Well, I mean, we knew that already. That's actual facts, <laughs> right? Tristan is just being Tristan. being Tristan. Uh, but yeah, I'm here with my guy Q. Q, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? Uh, where can the people give me the socials? Give me the DDS caps, all that fun stuff. What's going on, man? DDS caps, DDSCaps.com. At DDS Caps on all social media, or you can hit me up personally again on all social media at simply underscore just underscore Q. And of course, shouts to DDS the plug for the hats, all that fun stuff for sure. Really appreciate you stopping by as always yep. on this wrap it up podcast, which you guys tune into live on Twitter after each and every Toronto Raptor game at Shell Alexander. We take your comments and questions there. So if you're seeing this feed right now, you like what you're hearing, hit us with a like, hit us with a retweet, spread the love that is the Raps post game show, the real only Raps post game show that's here to, you know, it's here for you, the people. Right? This is why we do this. We want to hear from you, and we want to trade takes in terms of what's going on with your Toronto Raptors. Same thing goes for Instagram. We got another feed up there. Just taking more comments and questions on Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. And in case you ever miss a show, don't worry. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Like and subscribe. Just search On Blast Podcast. Again, On Blast is a network. Wrap it up as a show. Let's get to the business. And we'll start here. Pascal Siakam, the glow up continues. Maybe we'll get to that conversation a little later as Q, while this game was becoming a blowout, tried to drop the is Pascal going to start in the All-Star game debate, which I don't really want. Get your votes ready, people. I'm not really interested in debating that because, like, <laughs> yeah, we know the Raptors fans will vote for people. So cool. But I like to stick to the facts, stick to the numbers on the court. Okay. Pascal Siakam had another big boy game against another crappy team. And I'm not mad at that. I don't say that as a disrespect. I just say that as actual facts. He dummies teams he's supposed to. And I appreciate that, right? That That's one of the steps onto taking the next step as a guy, right? Dummying could lower competition mm -hmm. consistently. Not mad at that. 33 points for Pascal, 13 of 24 from the floor, but five of eight from three-point land for Pascal. We always say this, when he's shooting the three like that, and this is what, his fifth game, I want to say? Yeah, his fifth time this year, Pascal has hit five threes. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> that that's kind of crazy in its own like if we go back a couple years and i told you pascal would have five games in which he's hit five threes and we're this is what game 25 of yeah. the season <laughs> that's pretty crazy no you might not have five threes all season a couple years ago it's insane to see what pascal siakam has done and just another number to give you a little more insight into what pascal's been up to the 10th time this season Pascal has been at 30 points or more. Raptors are now 9-1 and one in those games. So that's how important the scoring numbers are for Pascal Siakam. What did you like from Pascal's game tonight, Q? He was aggressive. He seemed to have uh, his energy back, some of the energy that he was lacking a few games ago. 
Um, yes, Cleveland is a crap team, but he's still going up against Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Are you comfy enough, by the way? I just yeah, I, mean, I just looked little... over and noticed I'm like my guys like stretched. Out. Mike and like, you know there. Mike and Fulton here. I'm just I feel sure. like, you know might as well get comfortable. I'm just I'm just making sure. I just wanted to make sure you're cool. Probably should have got you a drink or something. You oh, know? that's we save those for the playoffs. <laughs> Jeez, but yes, Pascal Siakam had it cooking tonight for sure, and I love the aggressive nature of his game. Sometimes when he just looks up. And you could tell right away, like, the Cavs tried to put Tristan on him. And Tristan, in terms of big guys in the NBA, Tristan Thompson is one of the quicker, more agile bigs that can guard a lot of perimeter dudes, right? Doesn't really get cooked on pick and rolls as much as other bigs. And so, from the Cavs' angle, they probably think this might be a matchup for us that works because he has his size on Pascal and might be able to keep up with them. But in reality... (laughs) Pascal just looked up at him and cooked him every single time he had him on the perimeter. And that's the stuff that I think when you see that from Pascal and he's quick, gets it and goes. Yeah, that's a key. And that's when he's unstoppable. And the Cavs are a dumpster fire of a team. (laughs) No, like there's no other way to put it. I feel bad for Kevin Love and Tristan. But the other thing I brought up during the game was this Cavs team minus what? LeBron, mm-hmm. but other than LeBron, you're talking J.R. Smith, George Hill, Shumpert, Shumpert, who didn't even really play. He played kind of, sort of, and Jeff Green. So if you add those dudes, this team was in the NBA Finals. Isn't that insane? Not even Kyrie. Kyrie was already gone, injured <laughs> on the Celtics. But I'm saying if you just add, if you just add Shumpert, George Hill, Who did I say? What's my guy? Jeff Greed and LeBron to this Cleveland Cavaliers team we just watched right now. (laughs) Isn't that insane? Doesn't that tell you how good LeBron James is? Next question. (laughs) Anyways, but we know there's lots of talks about the Cleveland Cavaliers and what might happen. Trade deadline, whether it's Tristan, whether it's Kevin Love. Pieces that can help championship teams or teams with championship aspirations. Mm -hmm. When we turn to the Raptors... A lot of their championship aspirations depended on the development of this next guy. And his name is Norman Powell. Wow. Norm is putting in work. And I'm going to be honest, it's only out of respect for Pascal cooking as well that I started out talking about Pascal before I talked about Norm because Mm -hmm. what we've been asking for from Norman Powell is consistency. And Norm checked into this game. His last 14 games, Norm coming in was averaging 18 points per game while shooting 52% from the floor, 44% from three. And my guy came in in this game and put in even more gangster work. Norman Powell tonight, Q, 26 points, 11 of 15 shooting, four of six from three. How important has Norman Powell been this last stretch for the Raptors, and how great is it to just see consistency finally from this guy? Norman Powell's been our best player over, let's say, the last five games. If not more, yeah. If not more. And, you know, we always talk about the consistency, Mm -hmm. but I think he's bringing a little bit more than we, right? The consistency we're expecting is, you know, double-digit points, 12 to 15 points, play some defense. But he's been leading the offense. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of games. Well, the thing I brought up, the thing I find so funny about Norm, and I still don't really know the answer to it, and I posed it during the game while we were watching, but I want to pose it to the people as well. Norm was always super aggressive and always jacking and borderlined on a hog. Yeah. Right? Previously, like going back years. And then now, are the shots just falling? Because I feel like he subscribed fully to the Mamba mentality (laughs) where no shot's a bad shot, and my guy is not passing up a shot unless he has to pass. But the shots are just going in right now, no? How, like, is it a different, like, what is it other than shots are just falling? Like, are we trusting this? Is this another streak? Or do you think Norm is finally here? I think Norm will always be a streaky player. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's a, a, a pure shooter where you can just expect him to shoot 11 for 15 every game. Um, but I think when we spoke about Norm before, it was Norm was out of control. Yes. It was Norm was going faster than he needed to go. Totally. Right? 
Totally. And I think some of that is because a couple reasons. One, I think he just he's 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 a leader on I think he's more of a leader on this team. Right? I think he's finally in that role where other than Kyle, he's what he's the second longest right? serving Raptor, yeah. And the guys that we're looking at, Fred and, and Siakam and OG, are all younger than him. So he's kind of the elder statesman, mm-hmm. one of the elder statesmen on this team. Yeah. So I think he has that confidence, whereas nobody really can really yell at Norm and be like, Norm, what are you doing? Don't <laughs> shoot true. the ball. It's true. Another thing is... Hold years... on. I want to talk about this point before, okay. though. Before you get to your next point. I think that's very important. Because beforehand, right, there's a clear hierarchy. Right. DeRozan takes whatever shot he wants. Kyle takes whatever shot he wants. Norm, you kind of get the scraps. Exactly. Not the scraps, but you know what I mean? Like, there's a chain of command. You can't just come down the floor and pull the first chance you get. Because dudes are watching you sideways. Then if you even think about it, there were other dudes around, if not Lou Will. No? Wasn't Norm on those teams as well? Grievous. Right? So... Then you see Norm. But Norm was more of a, a rookie in those He's years, a rookie, right? yeah. So, oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. But the point remains, then you get Kawhi in here, and it's the same thing. You're not you're not pulling shots over Kawhi. Kawhi's watching you sideways. But also, you got to defend and do other things to even earn the trust of Kawhi passing you the ball yeah. on the break and in those certain situations, right? Yeah. So now you come into this season, and you're right. Pascal and Norm... Like, yes, Pascal had a way better year than Norm, but they're still kind of, in terms of age and role with the team or coming up through the ranks, Pascal can't really look at Norm and, like, get mad at him. Yeah. Right? Yeah, can't happen. Same with Fred and Kyle. We know Kyle's just freewheeling right now. Kyle's just I think Norm just fits in this team. Okay. Right? So I think before it was Norm was supposed to be that 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 when they put him in the starting lineup a couple years ago with Demar, mm-hmm. that might have been a little too much too early for him. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he struggled. Then he was coming off the bench, but he's coming off the bench with a, a, a then very raw Siakam. Yeah, a, a very young OG uh, Fred, who was still young and and unproven. Yeah. So I think that was also, and they were playing. Remember, they used to come on five deep, mm-hmm. right? So we're, so so it was almost okay. Norm lead this group. Yeah, and that was a little bit too much for him. I think in this scenario, he's he's older, he's more mature, he's a little bit more polished, he's more under control, and and he's not asked to be the guy, but one of the guys. I think his role too is just more simplified in the sense that they need him to get buckets. Yeah, right. Like his role was clearly identified in the sense that we need you to get buckets. Now, before when Norm checked into the games. Yeah, he could score, mm-hmm. and yeah, he was inconsistent with the scoring, but they didn't really need his scoring, right? right? They could get scoring, patch it together elsewhere, and still be, obviously, a top team in the Eastern Conference. Now, once the playoffs came, it was more of a crapshoot, and he would find his way back into the rotation because of injuries, not injuries, because of hustle, mm-hmm. and other people not ready for the moment. Right Now you look at it, and they legit need norm scoring his role was clearly defined from the start of the year and so he just comes in with the ultimate green light and he but i think but i think like we're like my second point was that you there's a confidence in knowing you're going to get your shots well he so said he, he said that in the post game right in yeah. the post game when danielle asked him about you know what's been the difference for you this season he's the first thing he said was consistent minutes and i was like Ooh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But really, that some of that's on Norm, no? Yeah, yeah but definitely. Either way, my guy is balling as of late and has another game where he's putting in work. And the one thing I want you guys to pay attention to is just the fact that, yo, Norm does not pass up shots. Like, he gets the ball and he's only passing it if he has to. And even still, he might try the tough layup in between yep. two guys. And I'm saying it's fine when the shots are going in. It's cool. Not going to be mad at it. But my guy is just on a permanent heat check. Yep. And you just got to ride this wave as long as you can if you're Raptors, no? Yeah. I mean, especially with Fred out, mm-hmm. Norm is your next score. So, so you need him to have that confidence to even take some of those shots. So my next question is, Fred Van Fleet has mentioned missed his fourth straight game. So when Freddie comes back, does Norm just go back to the bench? Like, is it that simple? Or is there a bit of a conversation to be had 
And I know there's been a lot of talk in the chats about, I know there's been a lot of talk in the chats about, you know, whether or not uh, Kyle should be coming off the bench, which again is never happening. Mm -hmm. But has Norm earned at least the thought, like a serious conversation about keeping him in the starting lineup? Definitely. I think the conversation, I think with this team, I think that conversation should be had almost on a daily, if not a weekly basis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Fred's out now, and Fred comes back. What type of player is Fred going to be? Yeah. Right? Obviously, like you said, we've had the conversation about Kyle. Well, we know where that's going to end. But even OG, mm-hmm. right? Ooh. Ooh. Right? I mean, it, it, I mean, it's today's positionless NBA, right? True. So True. if OG's not playing up the par and I'm not saying he's not because he had a he had a good game too mm-hmm. but there's no reason why Norm can't be in that can't in that lineup as well right interesting interesting so I mean it's I, a good I think, conversation I think, to be I, definitely I think Nick Nurse again you play the hot hand but you mm-hmm. also look at the look at the matchups yeah I think I think OG does add a bit of size yeah that's, that's, to, that's to the, the perimeter thing, right? and you're right with the matchups it might just so make if you're more playing sense. Cleveland who's playing two point guards yeah you, yeah you can go with a smaller lineup for sure whereas if you're playing the yeah. Lakers yeah 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 you yeah, need yeah. some size in there so I think you 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 have options now it is super interesting. And again, everyone's rushing to Kyle Lowry should be coming off the bench, this, that, and the third. And it's I'm going to remind people how funny this is because I swear to you, two games after Kyle Lowry get da- got hurt, we had the discussion on this pod when Terrence Davis had multiple good games in a row. Mm-hmm. And we sat here and I said, I'm not saying talking about starting to trade <laughs> Kyle Lowry campaign. All I'm saying is don't the Raptors look a lot better without Kyle than you would have thought heading in and isn't that supposed to ease the nerves of raptors nation yeah and i got flamed in the chat for saying that how dare you say trade lowry and now all of a sudden everyone wants lowry coming off the bench yeah. come on man well after that first game they wanted him traded too <laughs> they were packing his, his bags what, two for 18 he went? Yeah. <laughs> uh kyle lowry though had a solid game tonight he had a kyle lowry game right Six for 13 from the floor, finished with 20 points, 11 assists. Uh, the other thing I want to give Norm a little bit of credit for, yeah. too. Norm had four steals in this game and five assists. Like, he filled up the stat sheet. Six rebounds, had a block. Norm, that was a solid fantasy night from Norman Powell tonight. If only he could play the Cavs every game. Um, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, though, as mentioned, you, you, I said Kyle Lowry had 20 and 11, and you you got extra hype like you were about to say something about Kyle Lowry. Uh your thoughts on Lowry's um, performance tonight? Lowry has these games. Okay. And it's happened over the season where decent numbers, decent okay. numbers. But if you were to look at the numbers that came back the other way, mm-hmm. Lowry lost that matchup. Ooh. The only difference is the Raptors come out winners. And if you, I'm telling you, if you go back Two years, three years, four years, five years. It's always similar. DJ Augustine, 30 points and eight rebounds. Here, but, but the Raptors win. And here's Kyle has decent numbers. So Darius Garland, 20 points, five assists in this game. Uh, Colin Sexton, 25 points in this game as well. The weird thing about this game, and I think that this is what Kyle Lowry does really well, is he paces, like he's not playing defense in this game. This game was a gym run. This was a, a, a Rico Hines run, a game at the Y, where yeah. there's no defense being played. The Raptors could have blown these guys out from the second quarter, but every time we looked up, it was a 12-point game. Yeah. And we keep saying, how is this only 12? How is this only 12? And it's because there's fake defense being played, and this was just a gym run. But, hey, when you're the Raps, you get to do that and still collect wins. And when you're... The Cleveland Cavaliers, you dropped to six and twenty-one on the season. Yeah, <laughs> right. So it's interesting, but it's also just a reality of the situation of what's going on with this team right now. But there's a bunch of comments filtering in, and let's get to some comments now, as always, because this podcast is for you, Raptors fans. We want to hear from you for sure. And Cowboy checks in and says, "Big night for Norman Pascal, uh, Karen." Karen Leslie Hall checks in. I don't know why I gave the full name, but it was one of those rare times where someone's handle yeah. was easy to read the whole thing. 
But anyways, Karen checks in and says, where was Rondé? Didn't even see him on the bench. Well, Rondé was on the bench, Mm -hmm. and it appeared that he just lost his minutes to Chris Boucher. And we talked about this before. There's going to be a fight for minutes on this Raptors team. We knew that when Kyle and Serge came back. And even with Freddie down, there's still a fight for minutes with this Raptors team. And now with McCaw healthy. And And now McCaw is healthy. Playing six-man minutes. And so let's start with Rondé, though. Rondé losing his minutes. You mentioned it. Patrick McCaw, who last pod, when I was doing it with just the peoples here, hot button issue was people were mad at Patrick McCaw getting so many minutes. Everyone asking, why was McCaw getting so many minutes? And then in tonight's game, who was the first guy off the bench? Patrick McCaw. Patrick McCaw. And Patrick McCaw in this game played 22 minutes, had six points. But as I stated it last game, when he went one for seven from the floor, Patrick McCaw's benefit to this team is not going to show up on the stat sheet. It's much like Marcus Gasol, where it's the intangibles. He just breaks. You need the hierarchy on the floor in terms of one guy's role, you get buckets. Other guy's role, you create shots. Other guy's role, you play defense and hustle, yep. right? And Patrick McCaw did that. He checked into this game. First off, he knocked down a three. He knocked down his two. first two threes, two threes yep. early. But then I thought the cool play was when he did what you more so have him in the game for. He got the steal yep. and then did exactly what I'm talking about in terms of hierarchy. He got out on the fast break, and what did he do? Dropped it behind his back to Norm for one of Norm's, what, two or three highlight dunks Norm yep. had in this game. But what do you, what do you talk? What do you make of the bench mob, the hustle gang, mm-hmm. right now in terms of Rondé not getting minutes, Patrick McCaw getting minutes, and of course your boy Boucher? What do you make of the Raps bench overall? I think Nick Nurse is a smart guy. Mm-hmm. I think you come into this game knowing it's Cleveland, and time for you to maybe send a message, mm-hmm. which I believe that's what he was doing with Rondé today, right? Guarantee you, if we're playing the Clippers in Kawhi, mm-hmm. Rondé comes in in the in the game, okay. right? Or if we're playing, right? I, you you need I, I I strongly believe you need Rondé, Hollis Jeff Huss, Huss, uh, Hollis Hustle Jefferson <laughs> to yeah, in those games where you're playing an elite wing player. Yeah, I think in this game too, and Eric Kareen alluded to this on Twitter. Eric Kareen, one of the rap speed guys said that it appeared that Boucher took his minutes, but also Nick Nurse was kind of insinuating over the past few days that he didn't really like the way Rondé was playing. And we kind of alluded to this on last pod where he was going against his former team, Mm -hmm. and he kind of took some shots that were out of character. It wasn't really the same Rondé that we've been seeing for the majority of the time in this recent run that he's had where he gets the ball and it's just all downhill. Yeah. He was, he took like threes in the last game and his shot looked really awkward. It just wasn't the same. And that's the benefit of Patrick McCaw. I said it last game and you're seeing it now. The benefit of Patrick McCaw. Remember the message sent at the start of the year, right? Mm-hmm. We play defense. That's how you get minutes. You get minutes because of your defense, not offense, because we believe anyone can score within our offense. So that's right. why Patrick McCaw is there because you know you guarantee what you're getting from Patrick McCaw every game. And to the per- point of uh, McCaw being ahead of uh, Terrence Davis, Terrence Davis is still a rookie. Yep. Right? So you're going to have that rookie, you know, malaise sometimes where the energy might not be the same on the defensive end. But you know what you're getting with Patrick McCaw. And you saw that tonight. I think that's a really important thing to go forward with as Raptors fans and pay attention to just in terms of how the minutes are distributed. It's, it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting Mm -hmm. because you have multiple guys who are on expiring deals. Yep. Who are looking for money come next summer. You have multiple guys who are, you know, when you get past Kyle, Fred, now Norm, Mark, right? Yeah. All those all those bench guys. It, it's kind of who's got the hot hand? Who's playing the best at this moment is going to get in the game. And yeah. the others, I mean, there's only so much minutes to go around, especially with all the minutes that the starters do play. So, 
I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting. You're, I think you're going to see multiple games like this where just guys are just you be wondering like, is he hurt? <laughs> right, and they're just there's just, just not a enough right? for minutes. It's just a battle for minutes. JC checks in and says, "Macaw showing us why coach likes him so much." Uh, Inches checks in and says, "Sheldon will be eating his words when Powell wins Finals MVP." Wow, <laughs> <laughs> let's slow down a little bit there, but appreciate the point. Norman Powell is playing big as of late. Uh, more comments. Someone says, I adore Boucher. I'm so rooting for him to succeed. Chris Boucher's your guy, right? You've been on the... No, sorry. Let me rewind. Let me rewind because someone's going to get really mad at me. Chris Boucher is Jeff Berg's guy. Jeff Berg from last year was begging for more minutes from Chris Boucher. And obviously they won the championship. So it's not like they quote unquote needed Chris Boucher. But the point remains, Boucher was ready. And we're seeing that now to, to the point where I think he's forcing Nick Nurse's hand to keep him in the lineup. Like you said, he brings energy in a team that that is not one of the best rebounding teams. He fights for – he might not get every rebound, but he's going to fight for every rebound. Mm-hmm. We also, you know, other than Serge, don't really have shot blocker. Yeah. Chris Boucher comes in, and like I said, he might not end up with five block shots, but he, he he'll alter five. Yeah. And that's in quick minutes. Um, at one point in the game, I think they said he had, he was uh, 12 minutes, had uh, f- seven rebounds. You know what I mean? Like, he just he, – he's a ball hawk. Yeah. Right? And he'll always – there's – I don't remember the game where he hasn't come in and hit a th- – splashed a three in the defender's face. Right? He just brings energy. He plays defense. And he's not afraid of the – Afraid of the, uh, it doesn't matter who he's going up against, he's not afraid. It's true. That dunk he tried to throw down. Oh, yeah, that, would... <laughs> that almost was a thing. Uh, we were talking about Norman Powell early on, and uh, lots of comments here filtering in on Instagram as well. Again, like and subscribe or like and follow up on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Uh, by Noir says. NBA players can shoot. Norm is getting an opportunity to warm up and get straight to these buckets. Not mad at that. Glow Girl Smile says, honestly, Norm doesn't look as out of control. He's getting better shots and making better decisions. His basketball IQ has improved. Fly Mitt. Oh, you're thinking about it. Fly Miss says, Norm has finally calmed down. Uh, Pastor Wesley laughing, saying, Marcus Morris for Norm? (laughs) That's a joke. Uh, I don't think we, we don't want a Morse twin, right? We don't need a Morse twin. You're thinking about it though. Again, my, you know what? I, I'd rather I, keep Norm. You know what? I think, I think I, I've seen a lot of this, like trade Norm while his stock is high. And you got to remember, this is the NBA. The Raptors are over the salary cap. So if you're trading Norm Powell, you can't trade Norm Powell who's making about 10 million for somebody making 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. You're trading Norm for another player making 10, 11 million or less. Yeah. And if you guys show me the player who you'd rather have that's making that type of money, we'll have the we'll have a serious competition. But you can't just be throwing out names like trade uh, Norm Powell for Kevin Love or or Tristan Thompson because it can't happen. Uh, no, I totally agree with that. I also think too something that's super interesting that's going on right now with the Raps is. We talked about Nick Nurse trying to find his rotation. One thing that's really worked well the past two games, and again, there's been adjustments on the fly. First when Kyle and Serge went down, then obviously they come back, and then Freddie goes down, and now McCaw's back in. So it's Nick Nurse doing a great juggling act, but we know that he's been good with this because he Mm -hmm. did that last season so well, right? The Raptors led the league in different starting lineups last year. So Nick Nurse is used to this. But one thing I want to give him a lot of credit for for what he's done now with this Raptors rotation is clearly when Kyle came back, Siakam and Freddie didn't really adjust well because their usage went down Mm -hmm. just in terms of how much they were handling the ball. Because of course, when it was them two, it's their show. They're taking turns. Kyle comes back regardless of how that food chain works. Someone's going to lose touches. Mm -hmm. They didn't really know how to adjust. What I've noticed lately, especially the last two games is he's moved Kyle Lowry's minutes a lot to with Serge Ibaka. 
And that way, those guys run that two-man game, that pick and roll that was so effective all last year, even with Kawhi. So definitely it's going to be effective this year when there's no Kawhi and that needs to be their offense. But he has those two as a pairing. And then you have Gasol and Siakam as a pairing. And I feel like what that's done is it's maintained the ball handling in either Kyle or Siakam's hands. And they spend the majority of the game not playing with each other. And that just helps other people's games as well. And it's such think, a good adjustment, a slight adjustment by Nick Nurse. I think Nick Nurse, a great wa- adjustment. I think Nick Nurse might watch the podcast because I swear I said this well <laughs> last week. I don't think Nick Nurse watches the podcast. I'm just saying, but I said this. Well, somebody, somebody in the organization watching because uh, I said this. Don't so I kill play me. Surgeon and Surgeon Kyle because Kyle likes Kyle's a pick and roll point guard, <laughs> and then you right play Fred and Mark. With Siakam, okay, and the and you have the ball movement and and the hey, because at least you have the offense start through Siakam, and then when it breaks down, you know Gasol's moving the ball, and Gasol's gonna find what matchups work best with yep. whoever else is on the floor. Could be Terrence Davis, it could be uh, Rondé, whoever it is though. Just having the separate nature of Kyle and Pascal spending a lot more minutes not with each other. Yep. And again, I said it last pod, they'll start the game together, they'll start the second half together, and they'll end the game together. But the majority of the minutes in between, you split those guys up. Now, of course, there's another adjustment once Freddie comes back. Yep. But should we doubt Nick Nurse now? I mean, all history tells me is that Nick Nurse will find a way to figure this all out because that's all he's done his entire tenure as Raptors head coach, right? Uh, I don't even know if I should read this comment because this is going to go to your head. But Inchas on Twitter says, Q needs to join the Raptors coaching staff. Hashtag real talk. Is this your burner account, man? Yo, is this we your could, KD you, burner yo, account? We, I'll sign the contract. Yeah. <laughs> Where do I sign? Where do I sign? Also asking me if I would still trade Siakam for Bradley Beal. Listen, it's a different season right now, right? Last season we were talking about we had Kawhi. We needed to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Siakam was on the come up, but we didn't know what it was. And this year you're trying to blow it up anyways. So if you're telling me that getting Bradley Beal last year would have helped you keep Kawhi, of course you could talk me into that. But I think we're talking about different things at this point of the season. No? Fair? Well, I'll let it slide. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. We, We all said things last year. And we're all champions now, oh, so yeah. it doesn't matter. What, really, what did you say last year, Q? It doesn't matter. We don't, need to, <laughs> we don't need to rehash all of that, right? We're all champions. We all have their championship hats. Some of us have rings. I'm still waiting for mine. Uh, don't kill and, me. you know, we moved on. Uh, someone says, I think Norm put in the work in the summer, kept getting awarded the team WWF belt, and didn't go to Kobe's camp. And didn't he go to Kobe's camp, too, during the summer? Mama mentality, man. Mama mentality. Uh, More comments here because there's a lot of people filtering in and really appreciate the comments because as always, again, this is the People's Podcast. We're here to hear from you, Raptors fans, after each and every game. Did you just blow into the mic? (laughs) Is that a thing that just happened for real? (laughs) Uh, A lot of talk about the other teams in the East. Not afraid of another See, I'm not, this is, this is what I'm not going to do. And this is what I didn't do last year. I don't overreact from game to game. And especially not, don't overreact we're playing, we're playing to the, the Cavs. We're playing the Cavs. I'm not overreacting. I've been saying this for, for however long. All I'm saying is. I'm not saying we're going to go in there and sweep the Sixers or sweep the Bucks. I'm just saying, if anybody could tell me who's winning the East, let's, let's have this conversation. True. I still agree with that. But the number that I will always like to improve before I take chances on what's going on in the playoffs is the Raptors' record against teams below 500 is now 14 and 0. The Raptors' record versus teams 500 and above, four and eight. So until we improve on that, I'm gonna stay with what I said from the get-go. Raptors will be somewhere between five and eight in the Eastern Conference. That's all. That's all. But this week is a good week for the Raps. You have the Cavs. You have the Pistons on Wednesday. 
and you have, I'm pretty sure, Washington, Washington on Friday. So this is a good week for the Raps. Get back some of those wins that you lost last week. And hey, things are looking good all of a sudden. No? Yeah? I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, let's see more comments here. Norm over who? Kyle or Fred? Only OG can sit, but we need his height. We're talking about who starts, if Norm should be starting. K2's Garnett says, Lowry, Fred, OG, Siakam, Gasol. That's the starting lineup. Yep. Uh, someone else says... Again, I don't think the starting lineup... I don't think the starting lineup is going to change. I just think Norm has solidified that sixth man spot. Yeah. No, that's fair. And it, and it, it might be a quick, you know, quick off the bench. To get him in the game. So Tammy writes in and says, I'm really torn on the Lowry, the Lowry or any trade. Maybe I'm thinking with my heart and not my head. So the uh, Woj and Zach Lowe did their like NBA kind of like a trade primer show, which is basically just a made up show because uh, the date just passed where you can trade. Uh, people that signed in the offseason. Okay. So the trade market is kind of opening up. But really, we know that this is just promo for the NBA. It's a promo talk because this is what the NBA does better than anyone else, right? Yeah. They do a better job of promoting stories outside of the game. So within that, they were talking about Kyle Lowry, and they said that the Raptors are probably open to trading Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, and Marcus Gasol just because... Where you're at now in the standings, you're not like a surefire top team in the East. And then if you can get assets for some of these guys, don't you do that? Kyle Lowry, you can that extra year that you signed him for. And it opens up this conversation, which again, is going to be a thing, is going to be a decision that you make. My question to you is, is the difference of this team Without Kyle Lowry, is it as much as we think it is? The difference without Kyle? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Right? Like, are we overvalued? Like, and this doesn't, I don't mean this as a disrespect. It's more of a gas of Fred Van Fleet and the other guys on the team. But the drop-off of this team without Kyle Lowry isn't what we thought it was coming into the season, right? No, but again, I think we're still talking regular season here. For sure. I think come playoff time, I think Kyle at that time would be able to show show what his, his actual worth to this team is. But I still go back to this, and I, I will forever be on this for a whole year. Yeah. What are your expectations playoff time? Because to me, if you're talking about can the Raptors make the playoffs as currently constituted without Kyle Lowry, yeah. yes. Yeah. Can they give anyone a go in the East without Kyle Lowry? Yes. So then, like, what is the... Do you know what, like, to me, Kyle Lowry, again, at this stage of his career, we saw it last year. Yep. You get zero points in game one, and you get, what, 26 in game six? Was it 26 yep. he had? I think it was something like that in the clincher in Golden State. And that sums up Kyle Lowry totally in the playoffs. It's up and down. It's up and down. It's up and down. And so if you just get someone who can give you a consistent whatever – might you not be better off? I think it all comes down to what that return is, right? As we long can, as you get can. something for the asset. Like you telling me I, I get a draft pick and Kyle Lowry is done anyways after next year, I'm taking that. Well, I mean, what? In, what in, in Messiah we trust. Of course, in Messiah right? we trust. I know, because I'm just... I'm and just... because the draft pick, the first round draft pick in Messiah we trust, I trust our scouting staff that even if that is a 20, another pick in the 20s, and we have two first round picks in any draft, I like our chances of hitting on one of those draft picks. Very true. I don't know. I'm just in a different, I'm in a different wave just because I think but I still... Kyle Lowry is not the difference between this team winning or losing the Eastern Conference Finals. Kyle Lowry's not that. And so if we think that that's the case, he's not he's not. He just isn't. I just I just think I just think Kyle has always been so unpredictable. Like you said, Correct. one big one one big game one, right? You go back like game that game 6 in Golden State, Kyle started that. Mm -hmm. Right? So he's going to give you those type of th that effort. So even if it's just 
one game. You need that one game, right? That's, That's what the playoffs is. So to say we're just going to trade Kyle for a first-round pick. That's not enough? I, I don't know. I, 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 that, that, first off, uh, let's put this here. Me, I don't think Kyle is going anywhere this year unless okay. Masai is blown away by an offer. If, if you make us an offer, would you just can't refuse? Mm-hmm. If you're giving me two firsts, or you're giving me a first and a, and a, and a, and a, and a you know, high prospect, or something like that's just like you, that, like you were not even going to think about it, no problem, right? Yeah. If you're going to give me, if we're giving up Kyle and you're going to give me a big man who's going to rebound and block shots and defend, no, no brainer, right? That's fair. That's fair. But I don't think, again, I think Messiah has a plan. And I know we're not going too far in saying, like, it's, it's a guarantee we're getting Giannis or anything like that. I just think that as much as people think that $31 million was just a thank you, Kyle, here's your last bit of change, I think it was Masai putting the cap space to use mm-hmm. this year and to be, to be able to then spend it next year. For sure. And of course, like Masai, if he's trading Kyle, of course he wants a young player. You'd want another player in return and a pick. Of course, I'm not denying that. But it's not like you're trading and getting like, you know, some star young player. Like that's not what this is. That's not the reality of what it is. Do you know what I mean? You know what? I, I've seen the NBA do some weird things. That's fair. So that's I don't. Fair. So I don't. And with the extra year. Who knows? I don't know. And with Masai, right? although you never if I was know. a GM, I don't know if I would trust trading with the Masai. You, anyways, you right? never like, <laughs> like just think about this. People are still wondering, like we you t- talked about it earlier, about Andre Iguodala. People are still thinking that Memphis is going to get a first round pick for Andre Iguodala. Yeah, it's crazy. If you're going to give me a first round pick for Andre Iguodala, Kyle's got to be worth what two. Kyle's not giving. What are you getting for Kyle? <laughs> No, I I don't disagree. Right, Kyle. If Kyle doesn't get hurt, Kyle's and Kyle might be an all star. The yeah. way the way he started the season, Kyle's an all star. No, you're not wrong. I'm laughing, right? but you're not wrong. So I'm so I'm saying like if if I still think that there are GMs out there that would still think I'm Kyle Lowry away from yeah. even making the playoffs. There's teams like Orlando. There's teams like yeah. Charlotte who. Yeah. who Right, all these teams that are like on the cusp, yeah, but haven't been able to get to the playoffs in I, markets that need to get to the playoffs. I also think a big part of this conversation has yet to be played out in the sense that Fred Van Fleet and Terrence Davis will dictate whether Kyle Lowry <laughs> sticks around this season, yeah, right? That'll be a huge part. And now, Patrick McCall. And- Patrick McCaw, yes, to a lesser extent, for sure. I know he's getting the bulk of the minutes, but I'm just saying, if you told me that Van Fleet didn't take the leap, which, I mean, Van Fleet's a whole other topic because he's out for four, he's been out for four games and there hasn't really been an update in terms of his, like, how bad his injury is. But if Fred didn't take the leap that we've seen, and if Terrence Davis hadn't been the revelation that he's been, there'd be no talk of trading Kyle Lowry. Exactly. Like, Terrence Davis isn't ready yet to take on, like, to be relied on night in, night out, but there's something there that at least you know, we got to let this guy simmer a little and, and see what, what comes up. But if that those two things didn't happen, we're not even really talking about trading Kyle Lowry yet. Or, sorry, we are because the yep. Raptors are that far down the standings. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the balance of this whole thing. And it's a tough balance, and I'm just glad that we got Masai to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think you know, here's here's a team I think when you're talking about Kyle Lowry you should look at is Minnesota. And no, I'm not saying Kyle, Kyle for Wiggins. Okay. Right? Good, because I was about to be like. But Minnesota's one of those teams that has always just been on the cusp and is maybe missing that veteran leadership and that point guard. They have Jeff Teague, Right? Yeah, Jeff Teague is a guy who, if you trade Kyle for Jeff Teague, Jeff Jeff Teague comes in, and you can Fred the ball, and Jeff Teague comes off the bench, and you still have that where you're not depending now on Terrence Davis to be your everyday backup point guard. You have yeah. another veteran in there. He doesn't. It's not going to hurt you in the playoffs, right? Because you still have a veteran point guard, 
right? Minnesota might throw in, hopefully throws in another f- first-round pick. Yeah. Right? So they can go and try and actually make a playoffs. Okay. We get an asset for Kyle. So there's a lot of people saying we need Kyle for the playoffs. And again, I'm going to ask you this, because K2's Garnett says, we're not that far down the standings. By the end of the week, we could be in second in the East. Yeah. And we need Kyle to compete in the playoffs. That's what he's saying. Here's my thing to you. Kyle Lowry has already missed 10 games this season. And as you're saying, you could still be second in the Eastern Conference. So my question once again is, what is the difference between having Kyle Lowry on your team and not having Kyle Lowry on your team? I mean, All I'm I, saying is the gap isn't as big as we think it is. We do not I'm need. Not we do, the team we is don't better. need Kyle. We don't need Kyle to get to the playoffs. It's still the Eastern Conference, and although much improved, there's still there's yeah. still about six teams at the bottom. Like. Like I said, to get to the playoffs. Yeah, you don't yeah. need Kyle to get to the playoffs. Okay. There's no way the Raptors are not finishing top eight. Okay. Right? New York, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ways right? out there. I think Kyle's value is he always has those games or even those stretch of games mm-hmm. where he is an all-star point guard. Okay. And you might need those. <laughs> right? Okay. We seen against last year, like if you, uh, this might go back to what you're saying about giving Freddie the, the 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 bag, but if we happen to play a Philadelphia in the playoffs, mm-hmm. how effective is Fred Van Fleet going to be this how year? How effective was Kyle in the, the series against the Sixers? Well, well, that's what I'm with the, more than Fred. <laughs> but what does that say? <laughs> right, Fred right? legit. Fred averaged two points a game. Exactly what I'm saying is is again. So are we then going to just hand Fred, Fred the, hey, the keys? I'm not. Hey, I'm saying get as many assets as possible because right now but you're still, the but, only person I'm really riding with going forward for sure mm-hmm. is Pascal. Right Obviously. now, Norm is cooking. All right. Everyone else, you got bags to earn. And yes. I'm not handing Freddie the bag yet, which is what I'm saying. Freddie and Terrence Davis are going to dictate what happens with Kyle Lowry. That's all I'm saying. No doubt. And I still think that like the Raptors front office is not stupid. Of course. But not. I have worked for MLSE and I believe that they are still there there's there's value in giving your fan base hope. Facts. There's millions of dollars worth of value Facts. in giving your fan base. And the base majority hope. of the fan base would be mad if they just traded Kyle Lowry. If you trade Kyle for some young dude that might be good, but just people don't know him. Right. And a draft pick. Or a You're draft right. pick. You're totally right about that. You are one. Right. I couldn't agree with you more on that. So that the fan and that's base why, would be mad if and they that's just why, Kyle. And that's Ari. why I don't think Kyle is going anywhere this year again, unless it's just an offer that you just don't say no to. Fair enough. Tons of talk going on, and as as always, not much of it has to do with the Cleveland Cavaliers because they are trash. Yeah. Um, there's another comment in here. Please explain to me why we need to start two PGs. We don't. The reason why we do is just because. One, they want to give Freddie a chance to earn the bag. Yep. And two, the other is Kyle Lowry, who is not coming off the bench. And three, Norm is just arriving. Norm, the, this this, yeah. this Norm Powell is just showing up. True. Very true, very true. But again, Toronto Raptors, big winners in this game as they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 133-113. to 113. Again, Raptors win 133-113 to 113 over the lowly Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Tristan Thompson, I think, had a pretty good audition for the Toronto Raptors, <laughs> if those rumors are supposed to be true about oh, no, I Tristan coming to the Raptors. I don't think the fan base is going to like that. I'm seeing some Tristan needs to go play for Brampton. i seen a lot of comments. In, 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 <laughs> I'm, not mad, I'm not mad at them trying to get Tristan Thompson and re-signing him. I'm not mad at that. Because I think it'd be cheaper and a better signing than re-signing Serge or Marcus All. And going forward, who's your big? It can't be Chris Boucher starting next year. Definitely, well, definitely not. But I don't. I so don't unless know, Serge is coming, unless Serge is coming back on the low low. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I think I think Serge. Cool. I think Serge, if Serge might comes be, back on the low low. All right, cool. I think Serge might be cheaper than Tristan. If Serge comes back on the low low, okay, we can talk. 
but I don't know if I'm if I'm the Mafuzi chef. My stock's rising right now on the court, off the court. I don't know if I'm leaving, if I'm if I'm sticking around for pay cuts at this point when he might only have one more yeah. bag to get, one more big bag. We all know there's a keep getting them checks bag after your last big bag. I just I just don't I just don't know where the, all the money's coming from. So it's it's got, there's got to be some pay cuts. Because sure. you can't give Fred 25. Hey, I'm not trying to give and Fred. Then We've I'm been just, here already. I, I'm not I, trying I, to I, give Fred 25. I'm no. We're not I having know. this conversation I know. again. I'm just saying, there's, there's, a, there's, you know, there's a lot of money to go, to, that needs to be spread around. Fair enough. While still maintaining cap flexibility for summer of 2021. Very true, very true, very true. Uh, but yes, Raptors win, Raptors win, Raptors win. Pascal Siakam again coming through 33 points for the Raps. Norman Powell continues his tear in the starting lineup with 26 points for Norm. Add in six rebounds, five assists, four steals, and a block just because. Norm with four threes in this game. Pascal with five threes in this game. Raptors on a wave. They've won two in a row after losing four of five. Turning things around. Maybe they go on a bit of a run this week as well. Q, during this week of Raptors goodness, where can the people hit you up? Right here on the podcast. I'll be here Wednesday. Um, but in the, in the meantime, hit me up all social media, simply underscore just underscore Q or at DDS Caps. Also check us out. Check out what we got, DDScaps.com. And, of course, this is the Wrap It Up Podcast, which you can find live on Twitter. Follow me for more commentary at Shell Alexander on Twitter. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And, of course, if you ever miss the podcast or you tuned into this in the middle, you want to hear what we were saying at the beginning, just go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Like and subscribe there. Rate us. All that fun stuff. Tell your friends. Just search On Blast Podcast. Again, On Blast is the network. Wrap It Up is the show. And we are here to talk Raptors each and every game just for you, Raptors fans, because you deserve this. Your team won the NBA Finals. There should be Raptors postgame shows after every game. Team won the NBA Finals. Until further notice, we still the champs. We will be here with you again on Wednesday and beyond because I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Peace out.